Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000. It's Xander and Hanley. Meet the new bosses. Not the uh, same as the old bosses exactly. Although they do have the same names. Brian. I, I love Twitter because, like, what did they have monogram shirts they want to keep using? For, and parking uh, space. Look, there's yeah. signs for parking spaces. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of considerations, right? And, and yeah, it did. sounds it sounds like something that uh, the McCaskies would be really you know concerned about. Oh boy, I you know I I just you know Brian Dayball is now the head coach of the New York Giants and yeah. makes all the sense in the world given that. You almost, and, you almost knew that that was going to happen. Sure. However, it did not happen before we pulled the trigger no, here no. On, our, on our choices, which begs the question, which we'll never really get an answer for. Was he going to go to the Giants and there was just no shot? And that's why we did not hear, you know, any follow up with him. OK, but again, you went defense. And I know I, know, I, I, know. I just told Pat I'm the meatball, right? Because I, right. I, want Dable, I want Dable hired two weeks ago. Yep. But. Defense does not win championships, and I get, you know, the people defending the defense of coordinator, now the head coach. It's all about leadership and, you know, what George McCaskey went through, the priorities of what he's looking for, a leader of men, and, you know, they don't have to like the coach. They have to respect him. I get all that. You assume that goes part and parcel with the job unless, you know, the guy's a complete, you know, unless it's Mark Trussman. Um, But remember, he was respected, too, when he took the job. I, 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 I don't know that's true, Mark. Well, I, well, well, I mean, that, those were the Canadian reports. When you, when you go back there, it, when you go back in the moment, that certainly was kind of the sell. And, okay. and we're always getting sold, right? I mean, Matt Nagy yeah, was sold. That's, I mean, was his Canadian football success that had you uh, <laughs> over the moon? About <laughs> Not really me, but I'm just you saying. Know, you know. I, and I think Rick Morrissey wrote it. it. It's whenever reporters start calling around, and we'll hear from Scott Pioli and all this, the the headline the news would be if you got someone on the phone who hired a guy and said are you out of your mind you, you really I made a mistake and you're doubling down on stupid you know everyone says nice things about people they've worked with and, and colleagues and mm-hmm. you know most of them believe it it doesn't mean that it's true or it's going to translate and once again two guys who've never done it no you know no GM experience and look you know Ryan Pohl. Ryan Poles, everyone was excited just seeing him pull into the Hallis Hall parking lot at 5 a.m. And, you know, everyone's giddy on Twitter about that, right? That, and, and, and again, that goes back to we just don't have a lot to be excited about. No. So a guy showing up early for his job, it really is exciting. I, you know, I would hope Ryan Pace didn't roll in at 11 o'clock and go to lunch at noon. I, you know, Mitch Trubisky used to be the first in the last out, I, I understand. I mean, do they have the moxie and all that? And the answer is... You have to hope they do. Um, you have have to hope for the best. I mean, and 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 That's all we I have tweet, right now, right? And I tweeted out, okay, okay, Matt Eberflus, uh, he might be terrific. He might be leading you to multiple Super Bowls. You know, show me who the offensive coordinator is, please. Show mm-hmm. me, show me who's going to be hands on. Do you keep John DeFilippo here in some capacity? Does he want to stay if he's not? going to be the offensive coordinator as a quarterback's coach who's worked with Justin Fields. Is that a good thing, a bad thing? There's so many questions here. You know, Ryan Pulse has to put a, sta- a staff together, and Matt Eberflus has to put a staff together. Right. And and, and, and there is a rumor uh, 
that Luke Getze from the Packers has been offered the OC job. Now, this is interesting in that he can take the job if he's not made an OC up there because their OC went to Denver to run the Broncos. As and to bring coach. Aaron Rodgers along, even though the GM in Denver said absolutely not. Had no right, 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 right. Okay. So, right. So, so now, uh, but this gets interesting if you really follow the, uh, follow the, uh, the lines from dot to dot. If... Aaron does stay in Green Bay, but this person is taken out of Green Bay, which I think any Bears fan would like to, only if he is qualified for the job, would love to steal somebody from Green Bay. I mean, that's just kind of kick okay. in the shins, right? I, a little I bit. remember I, I scratched uh, Nathaniel Hackett, Nathan right. Hackett. Mm-hmm. I, I, I put and a I'm line through that. I'm surprised that he got that head coaching job. That well, really I mean, it's, it's like you dated a girl in high school because you really wanted to go out with her best friend. Okay. You know? yeah. I mean... Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not buying that for a second that they're not that Hackett didn't tell him that he could lure Aaron Rodgers to Denver. I mean, that was a rumor before they hired Hackett, right? right. Must yeah, and, it it makes sense. I mean, Rodgers saw what Peyton Manning did out there. Okay, hey, you need you need the stud quarterback. I'm here and available. You'll know, make the deal with Green Bay. I so so Hackett says in his press conference yesterday, I'm going to be calling the place because guess what? He wasn't calling the place in Green Bay, and that's. I said a couple of weeks ago, you know, if you ask You've got anyone, Maggie syndrome. Yeah, well, if you ask anyone on Michigan Avenue who who uh, Nathan Hackett is, you know, nobody knows. No one in Green Bay they might not have known he was an offensive coordinator because it was all about Aaron Rodgers. And right. then you get to Matt Lafleur. So now you're getting to Luke Getze. Okay, help me. And and he, and he's telling you, oh, I'll get back to you on that. Are you kidding me? I mean, either you want the job or you don't. Right. And, and, Tom Silverstein's been a, a terrific reporter up in Green Bay forever. Great guy, and usually he's got his sources lined up. And he said one source told him this is the deal that he's got an offer in hand. And it's his job to take it if he wants to take it. I, I mean, if if I didn't hear yes in five minutes, I'm moving on because you know what are you doing here? If this isn't an attractive enough job because you think you're going to stay up there in Green Bay, well then stay up there in Green Bay. I'm moving on. Right. Yeah, I, I thought it was odd that there wasn't an immediate acceptance, and I don't know what other shoe has to drop up there. But they're also talking to uh, the Bears are also allegedly, uh, as it's been reported, talking to Pep Hamilton, Texans quarterback coach and passing game coordinator. So who's had like seven jobs in ten years? Right, and right. God well, bless Pep. I mean, he was here and he seemed to get whatever he could get out of Jay Cutler as a quarterbacks coach. He hasn't, I mean, he's basically been making lateral moves between college and NFL, right? And these are and, things that concern us. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he, in, within 10 years, he didn't get elevated to OC or, or even a head coach, right? Um, you know, the, the Eagles, Kevin Petullo, uh, passing game coordinator. I mean, okay, everyone's got a fancy title. They're not play callers. I mean, the, the OC in Green Bay wasn't a play caller. The OC here wasn't a play caller until Matt Nagy was awful at it, well, not once but twice. I, the answer is I don't know, and I hope Ryan Poles does know, and I hope Matt Eberflus does know. And that's the thing. that We just have to hope that they're making right now on the surface. It doesn't look like every decision is the best possible decision that they could make. And we've been through this before, right? And it didn't work out before. You know, we were sold on Nagy. We were sold on Pace. We're being sold on these new uh these new players, um, or as far as in, uh, you know, coach and GM and uh, whoever else they're hired. Everybody's being sold to us, but is it going to make a difference? We have a Twitter poll. 
poll that we will uh, let you know about on uh, on Twitter at ESPN 1000. But uh, phone lines are hopping. Let's get to them. Let's go. This is uh, Jim in Aurora wants to jump in. Hey, Jim, you're on ESPN 1000. Oh. Gentlemen, Brian, I'm 100% with you. I was hoping really that they would have went the direction of the um, offensive-minded coach here. However, the good thing is that if uh, whoever this next offensive coordinator is could be extremely even more important than the coach himself here because uh, they may just let him be and not, you know, let um, this head coach mingle. Whoever gets this offensive coordinator's job, it's his. And right, and, right. and there will be no intertwining like for, with, with, with Nagy. So I think this coach is even more important, uh, the, the, the coordinator's job, more important than the head coach hire right here. And don't you love this line of thought? Well, you can't go out and get this hot OC because in a year he's going to be a head coach and then you have to start over again. <laughs> right. Okay, that, that's a 1% problem. I'll take that. I, I, I saw I'll, that reported. It's like, boy, that's really looking at the uh, ass end of the horse I'll, there. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take one year of greatness and then I'll yes. worry about you know, replacing him. But you know, give me the one year of greatness. I mean – uh, you know, don't worry about things down the line. Go out and get the best possible. And I'm with our with our caller. It's just like yeah. Thank you, Jim. Def- I, defense doesn't win championships in the NFL right. anymore. Right. And, Go and, back to the Kansas City and Buffalo game. Right, right. That was a shootout at the OK Corral. Yeah, look, I I agree with Jim. This is a big big position, and what he pointed out, we don't have a head coach that seems hell bent on being the OC play caller. It's seemingly that's not going to be the situation. So that is something that I think of as a plus after being what we went through with Matt Nagy and a, a guy that thought he could do it all. He he clearly could not. So making the right choice is going to be key. Obviously, Dean jumps in here from uh, downtown. Hey, Dean, you're on ESPN 1000. E-bop-lo. <laughs> Boy, gee. We're all day get to yesterday, that. all day. Yeah, yesterday. We'll get to that. Yeah. Thank you. The the chosen one, Tyler Aki. He is like the fat jack of college basketball. I just wanted to throw that out there. He is just a genius. Yeah, he's, the, he knows what he's talking about. That's for sure. Exactly. I mean, he went to Syracuse. No excuses. You. So you. you we know don't hold that against him. He's got a big him. smile on his face we right now. Look at him. him. He's yeah, blushing yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. I I do agree with Hanley on. I think the Bears should have gotten an offensive guy, an offensive mind, and I'll tell you why. I think it should have been a priority because if you look at these guys, the uh, enemy and uh, what was the guy's name that just got hired by the Giants? Dable. Brian Dable. If you look at Dable, you know, you go, oh, are they just a product of, you know, are they just a product of these great quarterbacks? Maybe, but they're all, they all know how to coach, right? They all know what they're doing. It's just a matter of who's going to work out the best or this and that. But if I had to choose, guys, I would go with Leftwich, and I'll tell you why. Because Leftwich not only proved what he could do by, don't forget, with famous Jameis Crablegs Winston at the helm, he threw for like 5,000 yards, and granted it was like 50 interceptions. But well, there was that. He, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, he, yeah, but still – Sean Payton kind of tamed him. You know, you could keep that. That part's a whole different part. Hey, don't turn it over. Throw it out of bounds. That's your best throw. But he had some success offensively with Jameis Winston and also did it with Tom Brady. So I'm saying 
if you can prove that you can coach and you played the position at a high level, that to me would be like a winning combination. I think if I had to choose gun to my head. And then um, I was just going to tell you guys, prop bet if you're going to, if you like the Bengals at all this week, at all their chances, and even if you don't, if you think they're just going to put up some points, you got to go hard to the window with Jamar Chase touchdown, Jamar Chase over 100, and like Joe Burrow over 300 yards passing. That's my wow. that's my take wow. all all right. Right. Thanks, Dean. Thank you. Uh, we've got a lot of calls to get to. There it is. That's on, that's Carm on vocals, right? Yeah, yeah, doing his Eddie Vedder. Right? When I first heard it, I thought it was Danny. I really well, did. Well, Danny's yeah. Eddie Vedder, you know, fanatic, right? right? He yeah. like worships at the altar of Pearl Jam. Like now, it sounds I like hear that from me. seven to ten. Yeah, not from ten to twelve. Now, I actually, I, I hear Carm. Maybe I because I already know. It's well, him. Danny, Danny wrote the lyrics, right? Yeah, I've yeah. got him here sitting right next to me. Right? Yeah, here. Danny wrote the lyrics, and then they Photoshop Carm's head on a. Uh, what, was yeah, that somebody Freddie Mercury? Did, yeah, what, what, yeah, or was that somebody's better? body? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. But, uh, but I wanted to get Xander to to critique or you know take put his rock and roll hat on. And we'll yeah. play the whole thing and and have him. Yeah, we'll come it. back and do that. I mean, hey, look, he uh, he got. It's in heavy rotation. <laughs> he's playing that. <laughs> it is. Three it times definitely is. We've got more calls to get to. We've got audio to play. We're talking bears. We're talking the changes. How is it going to land? We get to the Twitter poll. All of that and more coming up on ESPN One Thousand. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Hanley and Xander, ESPN 1000, 312-332-3776. Getting right back to the phones. Brian, we've got uh, Eddie. Eddie's on the north side. Hey, Eddie, welcome into ESPN 1000. Hey, guys, how are you doing? I, I just can't sit here and think of why couldn't Nagy just realize I'm not the offensive uh, coordinator anymore. I'm a head coach. Go out and get the best offensive coordinator that he could get and run the team with it. And when I look at it, what the Bears need is the best scout of talent when you go to the draft because seeing where Tyreek Hill gets drafted, where Kelsey got drafted, where Cooper Cup got drafted, he'll be drafted, and even Patrick Mahomes. We're talking third round, 63rd pick, 156th pick, and these guys are not just villains, they're actual superstars. Well, it's like, yeah, why, we, why can't we find these guys? Well, we got rid of that problem, and hopefully we can move forward and actually find these guys. I mean, yeah, it was well, uh, under mean, Ryan Pace's. Tutelage. Matt Nagy sold himself to Ryan Pace yeah, he that he is the offensive genius. He did have his fingerprints all over Patrick Mahomes, and uh, he was ready to run his own show and call the plays and mold Mitch Trubisky, who you gave you know gave a boatload to move up one spot. So he set the organization back five years if that didn't work out. And guess what? It didn't work out. Whether it's because the the head coach didn't know how to call plays and and develop a quarterback or the quarterback he was de- developing wasn't good enough, or both can be true at the same time. So, but Guys, one more point. Never, ever in a draft go up anymore. If you're able to find these guys that are superstars that are all in the playoffs right now, you should never, ever do it again. Yeah, well, 
Hopefully that will be uh, the case. We won't get there. Eddie, thank you for the call. Mark, remember remember John Lynch? Peter King was in the draft room uh, with John Lynch in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And it's great that, that Ryan Pace had his conviction and had he, he had his sights set on his guy. And, and there might have been three or four other GMs that, uh, but for the grace of God, there goes I, because, you know, they were going to draft Mitch Trubisky high in the first round. But Pace was the guy on the phone to the 49ers, and John Lynch tells Pete, was telling Peter King was listening, you know, don't let Chicago off the phone. I don't know what, you know, they, they just signed Glennon. Well, you know, I don't know what they're doing here. But, you know, we got to make this deal because we, they're, gonna, they're offering too much. So he had his conviction. He doubled down, and he, and he got his guy. And that the whole thing fell went it didn't off the work. track. Right, right. Yeah. And I do respect that he had his conviction. He went after it. But at that point, it's 50-50. Is it going to work or not? It didn't. The idea of Nagy staying around and just getting a great OC, I mean, we were way past that. That just oh, way past. No, and and, and, and now, now what's 50-50 is, is, is Justin Fields the guy. You know, look at the numbers. It 59% is. completion rate. Seven touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Averaged 180 passing yards in his starts. Um 12 fumbles, that's got to get cleaned up whether the offensive line is terrible, and guess what? It's terrible. So, I mean, there's a lot to be done here, but it is all about Justin Fields right now. So whoever's the OC going to have to sell himself to uh, Matt Eberflus and, and Ryan Poles that he is going to maximize uh, maximize uh, Justin Fields' talent and that he is a franchise quarterback, and you'll see that hopefully sooner than later. And, and hopefully they are a better judge of talent yes. as, as far as coaching goes. But last year, I, the thing that I'm I'm just holding on to is it was so messed up at Hallis Hall and everything that Justin just could not have succeeded in that situation. So hopefully he, he got no snaps with the number ones in, in training camp because the right. grand plan was that, you know, no one he wasn't seeing the field. Yep. And then he saw the field because of injury. And then he saw the field because the red rifle wasn't all that. Right. And then he was hurt, and then he's not hurt. And the offensive line is a joke. Um, I saw this stat. I think it was in the Sun-Times today. Um, the Bears allotted the ninth fewest dollars in the league under the salary cap to their offensive line this past season. You get what you pay for. It's exactly right. Yeah. We've got uh, Bear fan Bob wants to jump, and we love to hear from Bear fan Bob. Hey, Bear fan Bob, how you doing, buddy? I'm well. Gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. So, I've been thinking a lot about this in my travels. I am cautiously optimistic, and here's why. And you had a previous caller talk about nagging, which I was going to go a little bit with. In my lifetime, I have never seen a head coach thwart the efforts of a general manager and get him fired like I did that idiot Nagy. <laughs> I've never seen that by not using talent, yada, yada, yada. We don't need to go there. And I think Nagy lied to, to Ryan Pace. I really do. But that's just me. So with that being said, I don't think uh, Coach Eberflus is going to do that to our new GM. And our new GM and our new head coach they have way better pedigree than those two last guys. And I kind of like that. Uh, Defensive-minded uh, 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 head coach will clean up the messes, uh, like the penalties and things like that, and bring more discipline to this team. And believe me, this team needs a lot of discipline. Uh, the high, taking a look at hiring an OC from Green Bay, uh, the knock on uh, LaFleur up north is that they don't want to throw interceptions. Gosh, get a guy like that? What a concept. I love it. Now let's see if they go out and get 
a good offensive line coach, maybe somebody like Harry Hestad. If you do something like that, you've sold me. Guys, those are my thoughts, and have a great day. Nice talking with you. Thanks, Bye. Bear fan Bob. Thank you. We we appreciate it. So Bob seems to, uh, you know, I like the cautious optimism. I mean, that's all we have to hold on to right now. Brian, you're obviously, you know, uh, concerned about having a defensive-minded coach. For me, I see the possibility of having a really good OC that is going to take control of I that, need, not I having a that head coach that wants to do all of it like we I had before. A, I need a play caller. I, got, I, yep. I can't have that guy training on the job, too. I right. mean, right. you know, look, you're getting – you're say so Hackett wasn't calling plays because it was Matt LaFleur and basically Aaron Rodgers. And then, you know, you're, you're moving down to, to Getzey who who I mean, I don't know if he ran and got Aaron lunch or said nice things to him and you know told him he's the best every day you're you're good enough you're and people like you and all that stuff <laughs> i i mean i don't I don't but if Ryan Poles is the talent evaluator Matt Eberflus is the the that we hope they are, then maybe there's something there, but the guy is like ruminating over this decision over the weekend to see what goes down in Green Bay. Then I, I then he tells that that tells me he doesn't want to be part of the Bears and I I wouldn't wait five minutes for the guy either you like the job and want the job or you don't right and that's what they're reporting that they're we're waiting on him maybe maybe we're not um, we do have a Twitter poll that I want to uh, draw your attention to at ESPN one thousand on Twitter and you can jump in here three one two three three two three seven seven six once next season starts how will you immediately judge the new Ryan and Matt's success three choices wins only. Slow and steady development of Justin Fields or player acquisition, whether it be through draft or uh, free agency, trades, whatever. 312-332-3776 if you want to jump in and discuss that. And uh, certainly, is there somebody that just jumps out at you as an OC that we need to be talking to? Or Sean Payton. Page. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, well, okay. That's fantasy land again, which I love to be playing fantasy land. But, uh, that's that's not going to happen. Is there, no. seriously, is there somebody that you think that, I don't know, maybe we should draw uh, attention to? Maybe we should point him out. Maybe McCaskies are listening to us. Maybe Ryan Poles. Good morning, Ryan. If you're listening to us, maybe there's somebody oh. we can throw a name. No, he's busy working. He got there at four this morning. Four this morning. Three. I don't know. Saturdays, it gets there extra early. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Jay Cutler has the same worries about first-time play caller as Brian. You will be hearing from him next on ESPN One Thousand. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN One Thousand. That's Brian Hanley right there. I'm Mark Sander. This is ESPN One Thousand. Sunny Saturday morning, talking Bears. We will get to Jay Cutler. He was on Waddle and Sylvie in just a moment. Talking about, uh, you know, his concern. You're kind of in lockstep with you, Brian, about how he's concerned that they did not hire a uh, offensive-minded coach. So we'll we'll see what Jay has to say. But before we do that, I want to go to the phones. In sure. Milwaukee, it's Gavin wants to uh, jump in here. On ESPN 1000, hey, Gavin. Hey, man, thanks for taking my call. Yep. Um, I guess my thought is kind of like since everybody else is speculating, you know, I kind of would too. Um, Ryan Poles came from Kansas City where I would imagine he had 
quite the hand in developing Patrick Mahomes. So he comes to Chicago, probably has a lot of autonomy, and his thought process is instead of, you know, hiring somebody who's going to hold this kid back, like, let's promote from within, let's look at Pep Hamilton, we can tailor an offense specifically to his needs and unleash this kid instead of, like, holding him back. Well, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, hopefully that's that's the case, but there's just so many moving parts still up in the air, and we, we don't know how to decipher these hires. Uh, look, I, I think Poles was a great hire. I don't know if I'm that excited about Eberflus, but, you know, what do we really I, have to go on at this point? I think with Eberflus, you just have somebody who, A, can be a stabilizing force in the locker room, yep. B, keep the defense where it needs to be, whether it looks like it's in a new system or not, that remains to be seen. Um, he's also probably going to shore a lot of the stupid things up, like penalties that cost us football games. Right. Right. So well, that, you know, in Indianapolis, totality, you know, like, right. In Indianapolis, right. he had a, he, he was known for, uh, you know, he had a defensive core that was good with takeaways. So that's, that's kind of his approach. Look, Ryan Pohl's uh, resume much more impressive than Matt Nagy's was when he showed up here, right? Mm. Um, Matt Nagy had called plays for all six quarters, I believe, on, under Andy Reid, and that didn't turn out too well for him um, at the end of that season. Ryan Poles has worked his way up. He's been personnel director. I mean, just look at all the Kansas City draft picks, not only in the higher rounds, but throughout. And as much as he seemingly had to do with all that, it's it looks terrific. I, I I'm with you, uh, Mark. I have more much more faith that he is ready to do this job. But he was the one who also went out and got Matt Eberflus. If you believe what we saw on Twitter, and, and that's the thing I've gotten hung up on this week right. was you know they had they had three finalists, and it almost seemed like outside looking in that they hired Ryan and said, okay, these are the three you have to choose from. Yeah, now, I know that he was his choice per se, but, you know, why wouldn't you go out and talk to more people? Well, and look, and, and if the, the Bears blog, which really was out in front of on, through this throughout the process and had so was wired into Hal Song and pretty much had 90 percent accurate information before it became you know, public. Um, there was some was it that George and. Napoleon wanted Jim Caldwell, Ted, and everybody else wanted something. And but 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 Eberflus was Ryan Pohl's pick. Like he came in and said, "No, thanks for your list, but we'll, well, I'll, I'll take him." Here's here's the thing about Eberflus. We had the caller said, "You know, just go out there and whoever you hire as OC is going to own the offense and not going to have a head coach meddling in it." But Matt Nagy, even when he wasn't calling plays, used to say. Oh, but I, you know, uh, I still, I still have to sign off on stuff, or I'm still involved, right? Right. I remember when Ozzie Guillen was hired as manager, and and Jerry Reinsdorf told Kenny Williams to go and interview Ozzie, and Kenny did so, not thinking he was going to hire him, but the boss boss said, "Go, go interview him." Once Ozzie got hired, I remember him saying, "I know bleep about pitching. That's Coop's job, right?" Don Cooper, who was mm-hmm. there forever. Yep. So. It's kind of like Derek King with the Blackhawks. He leans on Mark Crawford. He admits he knows what he doesn't know. And so Which you is like refreshing. That. Right. So I don't know if Matt Eberflus believes he knows offense because he diagrams plays to stop it. I would hope he just goes out and gets the best offensive mind who has, in fact, has play calling in his, on his resume and says that's yours in, until you, you, know, you prove you can't do it. And if you prove you can do it, that's yours for however long, 
you know, either until you get hired as a head coach or you live happily ever after with the Bears. You guys want some penalty stats here from the the Colts from last year? So the Colts had the third fewest penalties in the entire NFL, and a lot of that is because of the discipline of their defense. Guess how many? You don't like that? I say gotta like that. Oh, you gotta like that. Um, Guess how many offsides penalties the Colts had last season? Three. Zero. Zero. (laughs) Guess how many defensive holdings this team had last season? Four. Three. Good Lord. Eight defensive pass interferences. Is that possible compared to what we saw Three from roughing the, Bears? the passers. How many people swung and hit people in the helmet or shoved somebody or did stuff like that? Zero unsportsmanlike conducts, zero personal fouls, zero illegal contacts. Okay. Well, that's terrific. I that's, mean, you can't. That's awesome. Thank you that, for that. That's unbelievable what it is. But. Yeah. Tell me how that helps Justin Fields right now. Right, That's a good point. One step at a time. You know, we had, we had uh, Jay Cutler join Waddle and Sylvie as he does every week. And uh, Jay had a lot to say about his concern about the Bears head coach not being a previous OC. We've talked about it numerous times. It's, this is an art form. Like, calling plays isn't just like, hey, looking at a piece of paper and just firing off something. This is... You know, there's a system. You got to set plays up. You know, you got to coordinate this. You've got to get a feel. You got to have a gut feel on third down, on first down. Like, what's going to happen? And these defensive coordinators are better than ever of just putting the dial. And you know, everyone gets the analytics. Everyone gets the breakdowns. So like, they know what they call on third down. They know when they call on second down. So you know, they're going to call something different. So it's harder than ever, I think, to be an OC and um, to do it for the first time in Chicago. Mind, it's just you're asking a lot from somebody who's never done it. You know, he he's right, and I don't like the idea of a first time OC. I really don't. But you know what? You sometimes you know some of these people that are coming up that we never knew about five years ago. Somebody had to give them their first shot, right? But I mean, look, Denver just hired an OC who didn't call plays. I mean, so tell me who they worked for and, and did that? You know, as a head wanted, coach, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm with Jay. He, you know, the, Matt Nagy's problems were many. Um, but one, it, it looked like he was just picking off plays off the Denny's menu, and there's no rhyme or reason or flow to it. And one play didn't build off the previous two or three plays. And and the most damning thing about Nagy and, and his offense, their lack thereof, the scripted plays, you script about 25 plays going into a game. How many times did the Bears come up bupkis in the first half? You know, couldn't score a touchdown in the first half let alone the first 25 plays that you had all week to put together knowing the defense you were facing. Absolutely right. And and the inability to make in-game adjustments to oh. counter what they were doing, I, I mean, it was a obviously a total mess. But just building off of what Tyler said to us, those stats from Indianapolis uh, under Eberflus as a D.C., that's good on the defensive side. We just have to see where the pieces fall for the offensive side in Justin Field. And again, the all we have right now is uh, his name is uh, is it uh, Luke Getze. That's right. From Packers. Allegedly, he's sitting on an offer. Allegedly. And uh, also maybe Pep Hamilton from the Texans, a guy that you have pointed out that's been traveling around for a long time making lateral move after lateral move. Neither one of those really excite me. And I know they don't you. No. And, and you know, there are names that, you know, you go out to, to uh, Kevin Petulo and, and Eagles, um, passing game coordinator, again, not calling plays, but he worked with Eberflus when he was with the Colts from 2018 to 2020. And look, I 
having the comfort level that you know the guy inside and out or you, he was you know he worked with you and he was in the building yeah you know the personality you know what he's capable of that's terrific but for a bears fan base that's been beaten down for uh, forever you just I, I need i need something more substantial than hope and faith and wishing that it all works out uh, well, and, and that's a good point. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If anybody wants to jump in with with a name, you know, maybe there's somebody that really jumps out to you as somebody the Bears should talk to. Sean ab- Payton. About again, fantasy lad. A little more reality based. I mean, we can we can do this all day, but reality based. If there's a name that jumps out at you, three one two three three two three seven seven six. We just have to hope, no matter what they do. They'll get it right, and it just seems like chances are this is going to be a first-time play caller. It just seems the way they're leaning, right? It sure, it sure seems that way. Yeah, and and so okay, um, yeah. So even if you get the OC right, how quickly? And it goes back to the Twitter poll question. In in some regards, you know, how do you judge? Like George and Ted said a year ago, well, well, no progress when we see it. They wouldn't quantify it in wins and losses or this a playoff team or bust, but, you know, it ended up being bust no matter. Um, but how do you judge year one? I mean, it, you just, if Justin Fields cleans up his game and starts looking like the guy that we were all excited about when they drafted him, is that good enough given the heavy lifting that needs to be done on this offense and particularly offensive line, the difference makers or lack thereof uh, on offense, you know, the defense is much more, game ready or season ready, but still not playoff ready, right? I mean, it, it was oversold to be a Super Bowl ready defense a few years ago that regressed quite a bit in the last two or three years. It did. It did. And there are so many needs. And, and one of the, uh, you know, one of the issues also, too, is now that we have Ryan Poles and a Matt Eberflus, depending on how they're going to work together on the draft and acquisition of the players, you know, who are we going to see that we haven't seen on the field coming into the new season? And is that going to be part of the immediate judging of the Bears fan base? And, oh, by the way, you don't have first-round draft pick. No, so. you don't. No, you don't. And that was a mess that was left by, you know, Ryan Pace. Well, a mess, we say right now, because we don't know how it's going to turn out. But obviously, no, that it's a rests mess. on the shoulders I mean, of uh, I mean, Justin Fields. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, it is a mess, but it could, it could, in hindsight, look a lot better than it does right now, depending on how these uh, players turn out. No, but look, there, Ryan Poles looks at this roster, and, and he knows the overall, both sides of the ball, but all the, all the work that he needs to, be, to get done. Now, now, look, Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay. I said it last week. The division's open, and it might not be that you're that great, but it could be the rest of the teams are just in the same kind of the same boat with you. Certainly, Detroit, I would still think, maybe is behind you, and the Vikings uh, having their overhaul in Minnesota, and who knows what Jordan Love is all about up in Green Bay. But if Justin Fields is who I believe he is, you might win the division because year one to year two and a healthy Justin Fields might get you that because the rest of the team's not so much. Right. And I mean, you know, we'll, we'll take that all day, uh, depending on what happens out there. And you think that Aaron will end up in Denver. Seems like yeah. a logical 
Yeah. Even though the GM in Denver said absolutely no consideration. Uh, right, Nathan, sure. Yeah. Hackett was our guy, even if Aaron Rodgers, you know, he'll, he'll, Hackett might get fired if Aaron Rodgers shows up somewhere else. Well, all right, yeah, thanks. Yeah, look, the, you know, the ownership can say that all they want, but that's just an odd choice if Aaron is not attached. Exactly. 312-332-3776. Lots of phones to get back to. We'll do that after this here on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Bear fans, I'm excited to be the head football coach, and, and we're getting to work today. And uh, I can't tell you how much uh, I appreciate the McCaskey family for giving me this opportunity, and we're going to bring the world championship back to Chicago. Bear down. Let's go. Well, Brian, you got to like that. I love that attitude. Coach Eberflus. They're doing a video selfie, right? Bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Uh, We've got a lot of phone calls to get to. Let's uh, let's jump right back in. 312-332-3776. Bob in Northbrook, we're going to you first. Hey, Bob, good morning. Hello, guys, and great to talk to you again on the air, Brian. Robert, where have you been, my How man? Good. Oh, not Thanks. too much. I wanted to talk a little bit more about GM philosophy and, and why the previous uh, Ryan failed. There was a, a professor at Yale did an entire report on the probabilities of the draft. Oh, no, 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 no. Out, don't, don't try to gussy up this show with that Yale stuff. <laughs> oh, well, it, it was very interesting. He said, you know, the probability that the number three pick in the draft is higher, li- it's a higher likelihood that it'll be out of the league in five years rather than be in a Pro Bowl. Hmm. He said there's a very much randomness, and the best thing a GM could do is to trade for more picks, particularly in the second and third rounds, and always trade for future picks. What did our GM do? The exact opposite. Yeah. Mortgage year mortgage after the year for one after spot. year. Yeah. He, he literally gave himself the lowest chance of success. So we'll know right away if we have a better chance of succeeding if our new GM actually tries to accumulate more picks so we can eliminate some of that randomness and give himself a chance to win. Well, it's a bit of a That's numbers game, right? For. Yeah, you know, everybody, he said the worst thing a GM could do is think he's smart. That his guy, that he really has to trade up for, has some higher likelihood of success. <laughs> the reality is he doesn't. It's very random. Number three you, picks don't pan out sometimes. That's interesting because Jerry Angelo followed that philosophy, and I don't think the Yale, Yale report was out then, but he always, almost always moved down in the first round. I thought he just had an aversion to putting his neck out there to, to take a top 10 pick. Instead, then, you know, you got Rex, Rex Grossman and a couple other things. So you move down in quantity over quality and, or, or likelihood anyway. So right. it, it, it's very interesting. And, you know, it was, it, it was really interesting to hear that, you know, the chances of a successful pick, which is why you look and say, Oh, well, look at this guy in the third round and the fourth round. Look at how low they were picked. Yeah. Because you know what, once you start dropping, and I don't remember where it was too far down, then the odds of success really start dropping. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't a huge difference between the top of the first round and more towards the end of the first round into the second round of a guy being really, really good. You know, your chances of a, a chapter on uh, similar. Was there a chapter on Adam Shaheen in that Yale report or no? No. I don't think so. <laughs> you, you still actually have to have quality scouts. But the idea, if you trade up, and, and unfortunately this applies to Justin Fields also, the likelihood yeah. that you trade up of success is small. You're betting against the odds each and every time you do it. And sure, you know, it's like betting the worst odds in a casino. 
every time you go, and then at the end wondering why you ran out of chips. That's what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we need to change that. Thanks for sharing that, Bob. Are you hopeful? Uh, Bob, are you hopeful? Yeah, oh, you know, I, I he's know. gone. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Sounds like he may be. I, I, you know, the, the idea that it's a numbers game makes makes sense. Yeah, you know, the, the well, more look, picks you can Ryan get. Poles, Ryan Poles, whatever hands he had in, in putting together that Kansas City roster, looks pretty good. Yeah. I mean, if, he, if, if his voice in the room carried a lot of weight. Um, uh, let's because... stay with that uh, optimism. Gus is in Romeoville. Hey, Gus. Welcome into ESPN with us. Yeah, yeah. Good day, everyone. Um, I have a bit of concern. Now, this coaching staff that they're putting together, um, they seem like they're going to be pretty decent. But they're, I think that they're going to be, they're going to be uh, having a perplexing problem. They have to deal with, uh, they have to deal with the uh, players that they have right now. And there's, to me, there's an awful lot of underachievers that are playing for the Chicago Bears, the offensive line comes to mind right now and how are these new coaches going to deal with these underachievers they may have to do a lot of uh, of cutting of players and who are they going to get to replace them this if you could uh, uh, really enlighten me on that i, I like your understanding of that well look i i think they all have something to prove now and you're right there's probably going to be more than a few cuts who they're going to get to replace that's where we have to plan our, our place faith in uh, the uh, position of gm and Ryan Poole. This, this offensive line allowed pressure on 24.1% of pass plays, gave up a league-high 58 sacks. Uh, again, you get what you pay for, and when you're spending the ninth fewest dollars in the league on your salary cap to put together that offensive line, no wonder Justin Fields was running for his life and, and Andy Dalton as well. Uh, that that that's that'd be heavy lifting enough if you didn't have added wide receivers. All the other issues and, you have, yeah, yeah, right. they they, yeah. they have signed up for a big big job. Uh, we've got uh, Rolando in uh, Libertyville. Hey, Rolando, welcome into ESPN One Thousand with uh, Xander and Hanley. Hey, love your guys' show all week long, and you guys as well. Thanks. It blows my mind of what I'm hearing here that the, that the main list of candidates, if I'm hearing right, is going to be first time. Play callers? Well, the two names that have popped up, that is the case. Does that have Phillips and McCaskey's hands on it or what? I mean, we're trying, they're trying for a change. And the theme of all these phone calls is increasing your chance of probability to win. Why does Chicago have to be the, the, the first time for this, you know, play caller? Everybody's got to start somewhere. But are we trying to win here? And there's got to be somebody in the NFL. That's in the top 16 who's got some history of success to try to attract them over. I just don't get it. Well, here, if, to really make your day here, uh, Sanjay Lal is the newest name on the list, according to, and the Bears have been pretty transparent about who they're planning on interviewing. Offensive okay. coordinator, interviewee, he's the Jacksonville wide receivers coach. Oh, help me. Help me with that. Please help me. me. It's like they're trying to find the next diamond in the rough. That's admirable, but we need results, guaranteed results. And right, that is. I'm not even sure they have the quarterback down there yet. So, right. I'm going to put my optimistic Bears fan diehard hat on, but it's frustrating. (laughs) 
Yeah, it is. I'm We're with all you. with you, Rolando. Thank you for the call. Uh, let's sneak one more in before we hit the break here. Tracy, uh, or no, you know what? We'll uh, come back and we'll take the phone call. Uh, Tracy in uh, on the south side wants to talk bears. We'll be back in two minutes. More Bears talk here on ESPN 1000 with Xander and Hanley.